the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. So I brought um, a couple of the families in one of my girls' team, my U10 girls, and um, some of them were there, and one of them, Leilani, who's a burst of energy and just so many questions wanted to know what she needed to do to do to wave one of the flags. And so I said, Oh yeah. I said, I know a guy and I actually know the president, right? There's no problem. You can go ahead. So I go over to the Vontilette and of course um, the other Dave sees me and uh, we exchange pleasantries. And then I was like, Hey, what does one have to do to wave a flag? It's like, you just got to come up here and, and tell this gringo to give you the flag. <laughs> and then when you, and then you wave it in an, in an H, in a uh, figure eight, and when you're tired, you tell the gringo to give it back. <laughs> and so then I had Leilani, one of my players. Crash course. Exactly, right? Just waving it for a good, I don't know, a couple, two, three minutes, right? But enough for a family to take a photograph and then go back and sit down. And then as we're leaving and I'm helping uh, the Aurora tent break down, like he comes over and he sees Nubia and sees Santi and he, and he, and he makes a comment. I was like, you have a, a great lineage of capo in your blood. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't do anything. I was like, yeah. It's like your kid. I go, my kid. And then Santi's like, you mean Santi? And he's like, he's like, no, 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 no. Your kid, you brought over to wave the flag. Oh, well, that's that's not my kid. <laughs> and then he's like, wait, what are you doing picking up random children and bringing them to wave? <laughs> <And bring them. laughs> <laughs> so it was great. Oh no. my god, Martin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds like him. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Totally. Martin, classic, Martin was totally on. Classic David Martin. Yeah. <laughs> and um, no, I was just like, you know, um, like my, my girls loved it. Uh, you know, they got to line up and take uh, um, the photograph thing is probably the favorite thing I think anyone gets to do. The, the autograph, uh, the autograph alley, as they call it. Right. Um, and, and it was nice to be able to do that. And Santi enjoying time with his with his mom. So it was good. That's cool. So it was good. And it's really cool that everyone was able to get out and just enjoy it to end the school year. Yeah, no, and Isa and G killed this the, the merch stuff. So like Isa was like, you know, stepping in and doing all she needed to do. And they were both very people out by the end of it. So <laughs> but you know, it was great. That's I mean, not a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Um everyone else from the staff said they did a really good job and you know, now they got now they got jobs. <laughs> now they got some sort of part-time jobs doing yep. that. 
Or as Elisa says, you know, whenever I get merch and you want me to help count, I'll just bring you, pick you up and bring you to the office because you guys are <laughs> nearby. So that's, uh, that's, that's community right there. Exactly. Hey, we've got a new box of t-shirts. Come fold some stuff. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. All right. I'm going to. Yeah, that's sweet. All right. Let's see. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. I am Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Bridget McDowell. How are you doing, Bridget? What's up? I'm good. I am tired already from one of three days of soccer for the weekend. But yeah. um, it's it's an Aurora weekend for sure. Yeah, yeah. But it's that's a good weekend. So we'll take it. It's fun. It the sun is out for now, at least. Um, yeah. It's yeah, I was day. I was uh, chasing eight and nine year olds most of the morning, coaching Little Hawks with Isa. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'm pretty beat, uh, but I'm pretty happy to be able to talk a little bit. Some exciting things that happened this last week in soccer. Um, as some of you may know, there's been a lot of friendlies. There's been a lot of preparation for World Cup. We also had some playoff stuff happen, uh, some FIFA playoff stuff, and we know who people are facing and so on and so on. And there's also a big game on Monday between uh, a certain country in Australia, and that will determine who fills out a certain bracket in FIFA. And we'll most likely see what that will be and i probably will take a 180 minute lunch break that monday just to be able <laughs> to um join in the in the happenings or just well in my sorrow um at the end of those 180 minutes but regardless just happen to be part of it um let's start with some of these friendlies so let's start with the i believe this is one thing that we all talked about or we were expecting it was the u.s men national team was uh, playing Uruguay, who had recently, uh, you know, embarrassed Mexico 3 nothing uh, on a previous round. Uh, Cavani pretty much just owned anything that considered to be, uh, you know, a Mexican defender in the second half of that game. But here, um, I don't think Cavani, Cavani doesn't get a start. I mean, we all talked about how he might not be actually play start because you know it's a friendly you're not going to want him to do that so but regardless of it the u.s actually um had opportunities um i think uh in the 12th the 19th minute by Ferreira, who's also been um an upcoming player for the u.s men national team throughout these friendlies um, so I had some positive things, but then um, so did Uruguay. And I think it, in, at halftime it was 0-0, and um, I was coaching through all this. So I was like, oh, 0-0, that's great, right? But then also as the second half started, um, more opportunities came. And then eventually uh, Cavani came in, I think, uh, I think in the 80th minute or somewhere around that for the later half. And when he gets on, it's a whole different ballgame. Like Uruguay is very strong play and, tact and technical play on the wings. They have very great wing players. Uh, and I mean, this is this was a team without a Luis Suarez. So, and they also have really good forwards, like, you know, people that can actually strike the ball. You know, what's that like, right? I mean, <laughs> what are what are these strikers you speak of? What right. I mean, what's a one touch, you know? 
strike, right? You can do that. You, know, you can do that. <laughs> Wait, okay. I don't have to pass it to someone else and then give it back to me and then pass it again and then we shoot. That's not how it works. No, 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 no. Uruguay is always uh, is always a good representation of of South America's soccer uh, prestige in that sense. And I, you know, the friendly ended up being in a zero zero, which I thought was a positive thing for the United States. I thought um, Uruguay had their chances and I thought it was a pretty, pretty, pretty evenly matched played game. So that's, that's one of the, uh, the friendlies that the U S men national team had. They also had a, a, a friendly against Granada and that was a totally different, um, you know, type of result. It was a five, nothing win by the United States. Um, Ferreira had, had a hat trick. Uh, if not more, right? I think he had what four goals? No, you know, 43, 54, 56, and 78. Yeah, and then Ariola had it in the 62nd. I thought, you know, um, from what I've seen, I, I, I like the La Torre. I think he did a good job, uh, from the highlights that I've seen, just how, how well he's going to play for this team if he gets a chance. Um, you know, we've this, the U.S. men national team have gone through cycles of forwards, right? The latest one was Ricardo Pepe, and, and now it looks like Jesus Ferreira is, is getting a shot. Um, I wouldn't be inclined to see if they call up Jeremy Bobasi. I mean, he's literally he's got eight, nine goals in the MLS. He's finally playing to the... Um, to the type of soccer that he's used to uh, and we're used to seeing from him. So I, I wouldn't doubt that he might get a call up. I think other players solidify their roles and other players are still on the fringe into who gets called up for the uh, World Cup in November. I just not used to saying World Cup in November. <laughs> right. That's just, you know, you know, um, that's just weird. Um, Very. But it's like, it's like, oh, we're going to have pumpkin pie and watch and, and, and watch a World Cup game. But, you know, that's that's the it. So, um, some good... Nothing says good, Black so... Friday. Like World Cup I'm sure everyone's going to be buying those TVs just to watch World Cup action. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Suddenly everyone's buying the, the HD TVs again. That's right. Like, what, that's what's right. behind this driving sales? Uh, soccer. Sorry. Yeah, it's the World Cup. <laughs> that's right yeah um and then uh back into our local atmosphere um we wanted to catch up on some minnesota aurora um games i think the last game um which was against uh the st louis lions right yep. um that was a um was that the stream with the dad yes Yes. Okay. I forget. Yes, it was. It Tyler's Tyler's dad, right? Is that who it was? Yeah. Yeah. So not everyone in the USLW has uh, a capability to um, stream their games, which is or apparently even a desire to yeah like, film in general, <laughs> which is odd. Yeah, that's the you know like. And all honesty is like um, um, I've 
I've used my phone to record things or an iPad to record things. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's not that difficult to be able to figure that out. But that doesn't mean that people don't think about it or don't even think of that's an option. Um, regardless, we thought we weren't going to get a stream, but we got a pirate stream, which really brings it back to the uh, Super Tim rookie days of... Um, <laughs> of Orlando Orlando uh, games and we were just trying to watch from his phone and people would would um, <laughs> would donate to a a an account or a tip or just a, I don't know a line over at a bar where he, he would be able to collect from all that but regardless this game um from watch what we could see it was a it was um it was a Minnesota Aurora game where like the offense started sparking and it it really showed uh, in the sense of how someone how how this will be, and I think it was a three to two victory. Um, Maya Hansen scored in the fourteenth. Uh, Maya win in the twenty fifth, and oh, who was the forty second? Is that a uh, um, Langdock? But what's her name? Is that? Um, yep. I want to say Abby, but I'm not sure. No, don't. Simmons. Thank you, Abby Simmons. Thank, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's not the the right one, but yeah. But um, from from the the from the stream that I could see, you know, this they were Aurora was just able to just do what they wanted to do in the situation, right? I think some of those other goals that went against them was like in the second half and later parts of the game where there's a lot of there's a miscommunication between the defense and the goalkeeper and you know just it's just some of these like uh growing pains as, as to what, mm-hmm. what people need to get used to but overall it was a strong showing i thought you know yeah and, i mean you'll you'll see some of those goals against when you have a team that wants to play forward quite a bit all the the right back left back all the fullbacks are pressing up um, and Sarah Fuller's pressing up a little bit as well. Uh, so we have seen other teams kind of capitalize on that, take advantage of her uh, kind of working her way out of the box and, and joining the midfield. Um, and that's typically where the goals, where those goals against come from. Uh, some miscues there, but yeah, that's it's going to come with time and it's a hazard of the way that they're playing. I mean, they... They want the defense to be involved and, and to keep that pressure up. Right. And I, I mean, mean they're, they're scoring the goals. So yeah. like it, it has worked out, mm-hmm. thankfully. But. No one's going to complain about a 3-2 win. Right. Exactly. Uh, right. Not right. really. But so no one's things really, you can improve. So Yeah. Yep. No one's also going to complain about a 3-1 win, uh, which is which um, yesterday, Friday, if some of you were able to make it out, was a beautiful night for soccer. Um, I have no clue why uh, why Egan is so windy sometimes when like, <laughs> but also the mosquitoes are out all the time, and so like it was a really interesting, yeah. interesting um, outing. But I thought like, I honestly thought the the um, the attendance wasn't going to be as big as it was. I think they announced that it over it was a little bit over five thousand, I think, right? Five thousand one hundred something. So only yeah. a couple hundred shy of uh home opener. Right. And I think that's crazy. Like I yeah. totally thought, you know, um we might see less of a numbers and we of course did not. And and it was so great to have a full 
full stadium and um, being able to watch um, so cl- up close. And uh, I mean, it was like, again, that offense started clicking early. I think even our, you know, our fullbacks and defenders were, were involved in creating a lot of offense and, um, and Bridget, I'll let you take over. Cause I was, I was helping the merch table for half of this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I watched some of the highlights, but I, I'm yeah. sure you have much better in depth, uh, conversation and comments regarding this game Uh, go ahead yeah so i mean goals early and often uh shots early and often um in the first like five minutes we saw four or five shots and montgomery had to make a save right away um and this is a this is a chicago side that had played uh two games coming into this one compared to Aurora's three. Um, and this keeper had played one one of those games and had uh, three goals against them as well. Um, she made nine saves on the day total, which is kind of insane, um, which brings her season total to nine. Uh, they were all last night. So they were shooting on her early enough and um, and those goals came. Uh, we saw Langdock assisted by Simmons in the 22nd minute, get the first one. Um, beautiful shot, just an awesome through ball. Uh, she found Langdock on the run and she just got a, like a one touch settle and, and pass in. Um, a minute later, Simmons did basically the same thing. It was like 20 yards out. For the first goal, she had sent in a through ball to Langdock. For this one, she just took the shot herself. Um, and Wes and Luke and a few of us have been debating the definition of thunder bastard this morning on Twitter. Um, I believe it was Luke who asked if this was the definition of thunder bastard and not quite Wes reminded us that it has to be like rising and speeding up as it enters the goal. This one, not quite, um, but really beautiful shot. And then the crazy thing is Songman Shah just dummying it right in front of Montgomery to, to make her hesitate. Um, and that one goes in, you know, like 40 seconds after the first one. So up to zero in the 23rd minute. Um, yeah. And they, they kept, they kept going through the first half, uh, no goals, um, after the 23rd, but they were still just pressing and, and picking away at Chicago's right side, especially. Um, and Chicago did get a couple of decent runs in, um, they were able to, to try to get on the end of some of Fuller's, uh, goal kicks and redirect a little bit, but um, I don't have possession stats, but first half, it was Minnesota, like 70, 80%. It's kind of insane. Yeah, no, they were doing a lot, a lot of the offense creation. And I think that's one of the things that was so much fun. I think Cha had a more involved game that I've seen here in the last couple of games. So that's, I'm kind of happy about that. Um, not only with the dummy, but ended up coming up later. I think just um, people being more aware of how people play exactly. and where they wanting to be is really, really beginning to blossom really well. And 
and the sloppy passes that we were seeing at the first game are becoming more and more or less frequent. And there's yep. really good plays into space. I mean, the first goal was a beautiful, beautiful idea of putting the ball into space and just just going with it. And I think that's just the way things are are setting. And um, Simmons low ball that Cha Cha dummy. It was just those are hard to take. And those are hard to make. I mean, to be able to keep the ball that low so the keepers that has to be able to stretch for it. I mean, that was beautiful. And and then, of course, you have, um, you know, in the 64th minute, um, what what uh, apparently Matt, Matt Pervasky does, does not want me to use the term um, hand of cha as a reference to the hand <laughs> of God because we it's determined it was mostly a face. Yeah, face. it was kind of well, shoulder face. Yeah, it was more like a shoulder faced area. I get it. I mean, that's the reality of the goal. But it was across, and and Chad was going running to the second post, and that's just one of those things where you have to make those runs. That's why you make the run in the second post. You never know what's going to happen, and 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 the hand of Chad made an appearance, but brief, brief, brief as for a moment as it may be, but forever. Um, happy to be able to 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 cheer for for a goal like that and just overall what's kind of in a sense the icing on the cake in this game um chicago city did score one and i think it was off a cross and one of one of uh, one of one of their attackers totally beat one of the defenders and just able to get a foot on it and get it past the goal but besides that i thought overall this was a pretty good complete game um and it's really fun to watch them play and find uh, Aurora find their form in a sense. And it's just, um, I don't know. I mean, they, they, they look pretty good. I mean, I'd love to, you know, I'm really wanting to see what this other next time you play green Bay is. And I don't know where they stand in the standings currently, but I think if they're not second, they should be pretty close. I mean, they're top three. Aurora and green Bay are tied on points, but Aurora's ahead um, with one goal over them and in goal differential five to four. So, um, so Aurora is sitting in first right now, uh, going off of the goal differential. Um, but yeah, they're, I mean, they're all just excited. They're having fun. Um, we got to talk to Simmons after the game, uh, with the goal and the assist, she was the, the star of the game. Um, and they're they're just pumped and they they were really happy to get this one uh to be able to put one away at home and they've been working on those long-range shots and training and and kind of working on the set pieces a little bit and just trying to mix things up and um get to know each other and it's cool i mean they're all the ones who aren't from around here are all hanging out together a bunch of them live together so they're getting a lot of time uh, building that chemistry, building uh, that motivation as well. Uh, so it's going to be fun going into, especially these this tight schedule playing again tomorrow, like 36 hours after this last game, and and then going down to Chicago and playing there on Friday. So they get to just kind of ride this yeah. momentum through the week, and yeah, they're, and then- they're ready. I'm I'm pretty sure we'll see some substitutions uh, or a different lineup for for Sunday's game, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. Noon game, and it's be- beginning to feel like summer here in Minnesota. So that 
well, all you folks going out there uh, attending, please make sure you wear your 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 sun um, protection, whether that be a hat, whether that be a lotion, whether it be that sunglass, whether it be all three. We encourage all three <laughs> to be able to be out there and hydrate. hydrate and hydrate. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I still have not been able to grab my uh, Urban Growler beer that I. Oh, I stopped by and I look at us. Oh, I'm going to grab it. And then by the time I'm trying to make it out there, they're all out. <laughs> tomorrow will be the day where I yes. maybe grab two and just and just go ahead and, and try to have some fun as as Isa and G will be working the merch table again. <laughs> and I think they might actually uh, have some at least one new garment to to, as we call in Spanish, estrenar or to debut. Uh, so people should should try to stop by. Um, I helped out with the merch table, and man, it was nonstop from the beginning of the game to like literally halftime when I left and, and yeah. left with my with my girls from my team, and it was just um, busy, busy, busy. And um, I love being part of that a- that action just because it just sees you how many people care. I mean, I I'm just. You know, I'm still in awe and how like all this yeah. is still happening and it's possible and the community did it. So that's a pretty happy place in my heart for that. But um, let's see. Um, in other news, as we keep on breaking it, there was um, there's this whole thing with the with the pride, the Orlando Pride and WSL news. It's just there's there, there started an investigation back in October 2021 and it was just um, not only an investigation of of other teams and um, other other coaching staff and members uh, regarding um, not correct behavior uh, but in addition to that um, the uh, the the pride um, also with their new coach that also have been um, are they in a leave or suspended? Is that what they are, they currently are? Because they're still under uh, the investigation. I think yeah, on on leave pending yeah, results yeah. of the investigation. And 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 two, the head coach and the one of the assistant coaches has been suspended or on leave, as as you may say. And I mean, this investigation keeps on. Um, He's getting bigger and bigger. Amanda <laughs> Cromwell and assistant coach Sam Green uh, have been placed on temporary administrative leave. And this is the same head coach that taught was the coach um, for the, what was the number one NWSL draft kit that ended up going to play, uh, become the first player, the U.S. US player in Liga Mekis, Femenil. So like it's like when, when that happened, I was like, wow, that's really weird. You don't want to go play for your own coach that you played in college. <laughs> I was like, um, and so you know, um, things might be starting to make a little sense now. Yeah, you know? now it makes yeah. a little more sense with all insight. this, uh, all this insight. And I think, um, you know, I think it's a, it's it's not a great position for for the pride. Um, it's also interesting because the owners of the pride are the Wilfs. So we'll see how that. <laughs> plays out in, in into any of the other different things but just there's you know, a whole lot of storylines yeah. with orlando so, so. So orlando is yeah. is on the on a on the hot seat um i'm really wish this these investigations would come to a, uh, a close so we know the truth more yeah. of what's going on and um we're able to start making changes that are so drastically needed in in this air in this in this league and 
just overall in the game. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully this is another step into that direction. But um, with that said, let's um, let's just briefly touch some briefly MLS news. Um, Adam Buxa is transferred to RC Lens in League One, which I was totally unaware of that. Um, um, and um, as we were finishing our podcast last time, um, the Canadian men national team actually boycotted one of their practices because they wanted to be received compensation. And so they actually had attended one practice after that. But um, as you can tell, um, this is a ongoing labor dispute. And um, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in that kind of situation. I always err with the players and I'm like, you know what? You get paid. You know, you should you should be compensated for what you're doing. Um, and we already know Canada is, is, is in is in at least a national team and the administration is a little bit in hot water after canceling a game and probably opening themselves up to litigation. And then you add on the fact that, you know, players want to be compensated for their worth and decided to do that by not going to practice and perhaps uh, even threatening to not play uh, another friendly. Um, and so this could be a really interesting thing. And I think this, this, you know, this leads, this is kind of like a start from, from all the activism that we've seen over the last couple of years from, from players in both leagues and men and women's league taking a stand against, um, you know, this, this kind of uh, labor dispute, but also uh, other types of abuses coming in from administration coaches and whatnot. So, um, and we'll see where else we do. We, we, anything else develops from that, but um but to just go a little bit more deeper, to be clear, the men's national team demands was for 75 to 100% of the World Cup prize money, um, Canada Soccer had stated. Um, there seems to be some dispute as to what that is and what that would be for the players. Um, the players were reportedly upset about Canada Soccer's arrangements for player families at the World Cup in Qatar with only two family tickets. So there's a lot. Um, just people being, um, you know, trying to be advocates for, for just, I don't know, fair play or just fair treatment. And when we talked about Qatar, it, there's nothing fair about Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> nope. And so I think this is just going to be an ongoing thing. Um, um, and I think that's, that's just probably the way that it's, that it's going to, to continue to be at is just, we're probably as we as we roll closer and closer and closer, we're going to probably hear more about stuff like this, specifically when it comes to Qatar and their restrictions, and how that is affecting national teams in the sense of travel or whatnot. So um, yeah, but um, let's go ahead and take a break, and then when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about some of the international friendlies, give you some updates. Um, perhaps uh, talk about anything else that we kind of missed. Um, if you are wondering where your Minnesota United news are, you probably know that we're on an international break. And the only, the only news that we literally have is that uh, there's a friendly going on uh, this Saturday night, uh, which I think a lot of people are opting not to go. So um, at least in my <laughs> circles that people are, are, are giving away tickets 
And I and honestly, I just I need a break from soccer just to be able to relax at home and maybe go to bed at a decent hour. <laughs> so I will be missing this one as well, too. But we'll talk more about other stuff when we come back uh, from the break. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota Football Show, where we talk a little bit about international soccer news, as well as other news that might just come our way. Um, let's talk about the UEFA World Cup playoffs, which was something that we didn't really get to talk too much deeply about or update people last time we were recording. But um, Wales ended up defeating Ukraine. And I think, is that the first time in 64 years? It's something like that. Some crazy thing like yeah. that. And then Wales gets to play in a World Cup. Um, so like as, as much as everyone's Cinderella team, which was Ukraine, and I mean, Ukraine had chance after chance after <laughs> chance. It was like uh, the Wales goalkeeper just turned on his head and like was stopping everything that was possibly supposed to go in. And as much as effort and saw that, I mean, it was sad to be able to not have this Disney story come to a full fruition. But but I can't take it away from Wales. They're able to take advantage and they actually played a really fair game. And um we're going to see a man bun play the United States eventually in a group in, in a, in a group uh, world cup game. And that should be really interesting. And I think um, that was one of the things, I mean, this game, um, this game is just, um, it's just crazy. Like if you ever wanted a game full of emotions and full of just nonstop soccer back and forth this is the game to watch and it like it did not disappoint for what it what a playoff was both teams really wanted it um and uh, unfortunately ukraine wasn't able to deliver and uh, wales now gets to be part of the world cup and i think that's one of the great things about the world cup is like you'll have teams that make it every year and then you'll have a peru or a Canada or Wales who have not been there for probably one or two generations. And they, they go in there and, and they, and they, they make some history. And I think that's part of the fun thing about this whole thing. Um, but uh, as it stands right now, the group B schedule for the United States. So um, the United States will play Wales on November 21st. And that should be, I think I should be a, uh, a decent game. I think, I think the U S should win that game, but overall you, that's the world cup. You never know. You never know you play. Um, and then England plays the U S on November 25th. And, um, is it, uh, let's see in the U S plays Iran on November 29th. And that should be, I mean, those are, I, I think, I think the U S has a, has a decent chance making out of that group. Um, and I think that's something that they're aiming and hoping for. So hopefully all these friendlies are, are gearing them up um, to to be part of, you know, in some sort of said history. Right. I, I think 
last time the U.S. was in a World Cup, they also made it to made it further down. You always want to make it out of your group, but I mean, sometimes you don't. You know, ask all the Peruvians in the 2018 World Cup; they were just kind of happy to be there in a sense, but. That's not the case. Um, just a couple of UFA nations are still playing um, group. Um, so right now in group two, this is from a couple a couple of days ago. Uh, so this is all news. Uh, Portugal defeated Switzerland for nothing. Uh, I'm just going to go over some of the, the interesting scores. Uh, Serbia beat Slovenia for one. Uh, the interesting uh, stuff that happened on Wednesday was that Belgium just pounded Poland six to one, and then Wales lost Netherlands two to one, which was kind of, I guess they must have had all the energy just just out of that. Uh, in another uh, friendlies, as you know, um, half of this podcast today is is is, is uh, brought to you by a by a Peruvian. Peru played New Zealand, played Boxy and Company, and a friendly, and um, because of a goalie error, Lapadula was able to score a goal in the 69th minute, which they ended up winning one nothing. Um, after that, um, the Australia and the Australia and the other opponent UAE were were, were able to play a game, um, and Australia was able to defeat them two to one. So Peru plays Australia actually on Monday. Um, so if any of you will happen to be in the black card right around one or two, you'll probably see me there, um, either um, sobbing or happily drunk somewhere i think that's my two options that i'm giving myself on monday but not too much because i got a coach so um gotta be or or else they're just all doing you know fitness all day that's probably what they may maybe do it but regardless um that's going to be an important game that will be determining um which team joins uh the next uh world cup joins in the world cup hopefully australia is not an easy team it's a different Australian team that when Peru played them in the Russia World Cup. Um, but uh, I think Peru also has a lot uh, still left in the tank with their players um, to be able to make this a good game. It's just whether they want to win it more than the other team than not. So that's what it really becomes into it. And then um, I still don't know when New Zealand plays Costa Rica, but I think that's like within the same next week too, I think, right? I think that's probably what it is. That's one game I'm going to sit and watch just because I really want New Zealand to score like three goals and all be like caused by Calvo, right? And if it was even better, if Boxy gets to score on Calvo, that's <laughs> even, you know, that would be like the trifecta, right? And New Zealand gets to go to a World Cup. Um, that's gonna I've, be tuesday at one there you go there you go that's gonna be really interesting so um so yeah that's what we're looking forward to um let's see what else do we have uh let's see um these are all the other friendlies that were happening uh saudi arabia um lost to colombia one nothing argentina beat estonia five zero of course, the Canada and Iran game got canceled, and you guys know why. USA, we talked about it already, tied with Uruguay. Canada did not play Panama at all. <laughs> and so it's like, it's like, and then Mexico tied 0 0 Ecuador, which was, that was an interesting uh, lane. Uh, and some AFCOM news. Um, let's see, this is, uh, this is over from, I believe, uh, prior to Tuesday, but um, 
Malawi defeated Ethiopia 2-1. This is Group D, and then Egypt, Egypt defeated Guinea 1-0. Uh, one of the things that kind of stands out uh, to me was um, on Tuesday, this past Tuesday, where uh, Burkina Faso defeated 3-1 to Eswatini. Uh, I didn't know Cape Verde had a, had a decent team, but apparently they beat Togo 2-0. But... Um, I thought, you know, uh, Comoros had a, from the highlights that I've seen, had a, had a decent showing, but Zambia defeats him 2-1. Uh, but I think the highlight, at least the highlight that Eric made us want to talk about was uh, Mozambique uh, defeating uh, Benin 1-0. So um, let's, uh, let's jump into the section where Eric pays attention the most because we talk about Goyas. Um, uh, Botafogo, this is something that he like totally talked about um Botafogo lost to Goyas two to one and this was supposed to be the week where like Goyas was having three games in in one week and so he was expecting for the um, team to implode and then the coach get fired in in a timely manner the day after Um, but um but Goyas was able to defeat Botafogo right and then on Thursday um Goyas tied Fortaleza, right? And they still have uh, one more game to go, I think, tomorrow. Uh, but so far, I don't think they, they're they getting fired or no one's getting fired from, from Goyas. And I'm extremely disappointed in that because usually they have like a couple of weeks, six, eight weeks before they hire and fire another another coach. So we'll see if that, that trend continues. Um, the octavos de final, octavos de final, uh, it is... Um, Corinthians versus Santos, Sao Paulo versus Palmeiras, Bahia versus Atlético, Atlético versus Goyas, Fortaleza versus Serra, Fluminense versus Cruzeiro, América versus Botafogo, and Atlético MG versus Flamengo. That's what your Copa Interlibres de Brasil. Um, that should be an interesting. I think you can watch all these on VIX, honestly. I think VIX has become like a, a go to so, yeah. place, yeah, to people to watch that. Um, and there's, there's Nubia saying hi to you. So, hi. Right, there you go. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. My wife always winning podcasts right? <laughs> or making them better, either yes. whichever way you, yeah. you, you want to look at it. Um, let's see. Um, let's see a little bit of Asian Cup. Uh, Palestine defeated Mongolia, won nothing. At the current moment, I believe Palestine is in lead of their of their group, um, and um, yeah, I think we ran through the majority of the international news. I have literally the only NWSL game I watched was San Diego versus the KC, and then up being a two-two tie. That was Portland. Sorry, that was Portland. <laughs> no, there was another KC game too. Yeah. Oh, that was the one where I was half asleep. I didn't really see that game, so that doesn't count. But it ended up being a tie game as well, too. San Diego and Portland. Yep. There you go. For some reason, she should be doing this section of the... She really should. She just just hand over the mic. She walks away every time she brings up the topic and then totally decides to just blab whatever it is. Yeah, she has homework, so that's why. So anyways... But um, I honestly, 
can't think of anything else except that I hope to see some of you at the Aurora game on uh, on Sunday. And I don't know. Do you have anything else, uh, Bridget? Uh, I was trying to find just something, a, a light, fun headline or something to end with. But um, if you are interested in Paul Ariola's tattoos, that's making the rounds again on Twitter. Um, his his collage on his back and and shoulder. Um, it's less funny when you find out that the very intricate Budweiser 18 wheeler is like a family story. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, all sorts of Pulisic and uh, Ariola photos and crazy stuff going around again. Uh, now that we're going into national team camp. So um, if you're looking for something different uh, that isn't, or passing or you know the usual headlines but oh yeah i i, I do got. have one thing that i would enjoy the 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 mostly brings me so much joy um um and it has nothing to do with my kids um so this is going to be a fun one um and i apologize to all the chilean listeners the probably one or two that we have perhaps but <laughs> The, the FIFA finally ruled on Chile's complaint. So if you guys don't understand or haven't been following, um, Chile had filed a complaint regarding um, Ecuador defender Byron Castillo. And they believed who, who, who believed played, and he was ineligible to play um, in qualifying games and he played in eight. So Chile's claim was that because Byron was considered an eligible player to play uh, that Ecuador should forfeit those games, therefore making Chile go to the World Cup. And I think Colombia was supposed to play the playoffs, right? Peru would make it into the World Cup as well, too. But um, FIFA finally ruled. um, And FIFA pretty much said that, sorry, no go. Um, Ecuador gets to keep its place. Chile, as always, uh, trying its hardest to get into a World Cup. And I'm sad that we won't be able to see um, some of the, the Chilean players uh, be able to, to I don't know, just em- embarrass themselves <laughs> in the World Cup. They were horrible, this World Cup qualifying round. I'm, like, I'm at anti, like, totally, like, I hate every single Thing that has to do with Chilean national team, but they played bad towards mm-hmm. the end, and it was just one of those things where I was like, you know what, you know, like if you if you are able to get in and somehow that's just just totally unfair. And I also thought FIFA wasn't going to move on any of this just because it's just so much drama. You know? Yeah, it's like you t- you kick a team that They're- qualified to put someone else who didn't qualify, and then you have to figure out what the playoffs. Yeah, they're making yeah. enough drama of their own. They don't really need to invite mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. <laughs> from other nations. Yeah, so Ecuador <laughs> um, will be playing in the World Cup. And Chilenos worldwide uh, are, are probably throwing middle fingers at the sky towards FIFA. Um, uh, still staking a claim uh, that they should be in a World Cup. Um, well, we'll find out 2026, Chile. I mean, if Miami can have... What seven DPs? Chile. 
Chile can qualify. <laughs> I just said Chile just needs to move everything to the MLS and then totally. Yeah. Just, and then it'd be totally fine. And it'll be fine. Like, you know, just, all they have to do is send. Just you know, hide him on your second team for a right. while. Bring That's him right. up occasionally. It's all good. Yeah. Ecuador needs to follow suit too. just come to the MLS. <laughs> You know, have Byron Castillo just play, you know, on, a, on the MLS Next Pro, and then boom. Yep. No one's going to say nothing. Perfect. And no one will it. know. All right. Well, thank you all for taking a listen, listening to me and Bridget talk about soccer and non-soccer related things as always. <laughs> uh, we enjoy you paying attention and listening. We enjoyed you downloading, clicking, tweeting at us, uh, engaging in our Slack if you want to be part of our our Slack channel, um, you can support us by uh, patreon.com backslash MN football show. Um, we post just about anything that's soccer related there. And we also take uh, input from our listeners and our Slack people just to be able to do. Um, I will see some of you hopefully at the Sunday game. If not, I hope you are enjoying what, as my kids say, is the start of their summer vacation. Um, and I hope there's a lot more soccer in your life. And I really hope that, um, yeah, I really hope that I find a good place to, um, watch the game on Monday. So there we go. Right. I'm really hoping nice. that the black card has, you know, my piece. I, I, so, yeah. I want the bottle. I want the bottle. I'm just either going to be happy and joy or just sadness. And so, if, so if you walk into the black card, you're going to see Rodrigo in a corner with the bottle of Pisco. And uh, it's either going to be a happy bottle or a sad bottle, but he yeah. will be posted up in a corner. That's right. That's what it'll be. I'll post it <laughs> check, up in the corner. Check in on so, him. Don't bug yeah. him. Check right. in on him. Though. Tweet at me if you want to. <laughs> I will, I will, tweet. We'll, I will we'll, only respond. I will only we'll coordinate I will only response. I will only res- my responses to all the tweets of how I'm doing will be taking pictures of the level of the Pisco in the, <laughs> in, in the bottle. That's the way I'm going to reply. And then you guys can gather it from there. All right. Figure it out. <laughs> yep. Figure it out. All right. It's been lovely, Bridget. See you probably yes. you tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I'll be there. See you guys. Uh, when we see you next time. Talk to you later.